Welcome to this mini ADHD flourishing episode. I hope those sirens aren't too loud. Of course, they started up. Uh, I am in Philadelphia and there are a lot of sirens. Um, I am experimenting with these mini episodes um, because I have a lot of ideas and a big backlog of requests for episodes. So there are, when I have kind of a thought like this, where I can say it in a shorter amount of time, I'm uh, experimenting with making these little mini episodes. And if you like this format, let me know because I can make this a regular thing. And I just want to make sure, you know, folks like getting a little five minute episode here and there. I think it's fun. Here we go. Today's topic is that the world does not, in fact, need more, quote, good, rich people. In the white lady coaching world, which I've obviously spent some time in, there's this idea that I assume originated with some of the early 20th century white man wealth writers. Basically, it's this idea that the world needs more, quote, good people who are rich so they can help others. I think this phrase is intended to do three things. And I'm going to add the bonus fourth one that I also think it's supposed to obfuscate the total failure of our systems to take care of us (laughs) by saying that individuals should take care of us. But the three main things I originally thought of that I think this phrase about good rich people is supposed to do is one, it assuages guilt around making money when there's poverty and devastation in the world, or the more minor guilt of making money even if what you're selling isn't really doing what you promised it would for most people, which in my opinion is the case for pretty much every coach selling quote at scale. And PS Samantha Pollock has a great take on this in her new Substack, and I'll share the link in the show notes. Two, this phrase turns your attention from some of the common societal ideas around rich people toward thinking about good rich people. This can, in part, make you stop wanting to hold wealthy and powerful people accountable. Because after all, some of them are good, right? Three, this is part of a deep American idea that you should never try to hold wealthy people accountable because you might be able to become wealthy yourself one day. It's a deeply insidious way of keeping the status quo. Because when you look at the actual statistics, people born with wealth tend to stay wealthy, and people born with no generational wealth tend not to accumulate it, especially if they're black, because of the intense centuries-long structural inequities. And the reason I'm specifically bringing up race is that historically, there's a pattern that totally belies the original sentiment. Quote, good people are only allowed to become rich and stay rich if they meet the norms according to those in power, i.e. old white men overall. And mutual aid and distributing wealth are the fastest ways to get the American government to label you a terrorist organization and literally murder you. Specifically, I'm thinking of a book I read that pointed out that the Black Panthers had the government come down on them hard when they started distributing free food to children in large quantities. I don't personally know the history of that era well enough to know if that was directly causal, but whoever wrote that book, who they were a part of the movement, seemed to think that it was directly causal. When Black and Indigenous people have become wealthy in American history, they were very likely to be violently killed. And when anyone tries to step outside the rules of their social station by significantly redistributing resources or wealth in American history, they were very likely to be killed or labeled insane and institutionalized. Yes, learning our real history is a big fucking bummer, but I'm glad I know enough about it to know that the idea that we just need more good rich people is total bullshit because you literally cannot change the system through wealth. The wealthy people who have so much wealth that they have access to power, 
by the time they get there, they either have no interest in changing the system or they're just locked out and ignored if they genuinely try, which as I don't know of any examples of anyone who has genuinely tried to change the system once they're a billionaire. And no, giving away wealth doesn't count because the nonprofit system is very fucked up also. I am using wealth and riches interchangeably a bit, and I realize they're different, just like high income is different than both of them. However, I do want to take a moment to mention another thing I've noticed that's related. There's a related idea that's basically that becoming wealthy doesn't make you a worse person. I've heard it said many ways, including that money just makes you more of who you already are. Well, if you've read much of the nastier psychological research of the 20th century, you know that who we are as humans includes capacity for monstrous behavior if we see someone else as the other, or if we don't feel emotionally responsible for their outcomes. Which is to say that, no, I don't think money makes you a worse person in a linear fashion. However, I've noticed two things anecdotally with people I know personally. One is that if you grew up wealthy, you have to work very hard to shed some of the shitty lessons you learned. And I know people who have done that, so I know it's possible. But I'm also thinking of someone I know who couldn't wrap his head around the idea that people without salaried jobs can't just save up for vacation, in part because they don't even have vacation time. He was so accustomed to everyone around him having salaried work with paid time off that even when people explained the situation of hourly work to him, he just had trouble grasping it. And it really seemed like he just didn't get it emotionally. And I think this goes for a lot of assumptions when one grows up wealthy. And I do know people who have fought back against the mindset they grew up with and seem to be winning against it. And that's lovely. And they probably have a lot of capacity to help change things in their communities. And that's great. But it's also not the norm in my experience. The second thing I've noticed for people in my sphere who get a lot of money relatively quickly This can be through a huge level up in career or an inheritance or their business taking off or being sold, etc. I don't think I've known anyone who's won a huge amount of money in like a lottery. What I've noticed is that it's very easy for folks to lose the emotional connection to what it felt like to really care about tiny amounts of money. They aren't necessarily at the place yet where they'll just automatically pay for dinner, for example, but they'll choose an expensive restaurant and at worst expect to split the bill evenly even if they ordered a lot more. It's not usually malicious, it's just a lack of awareness, or I think it's a lack of memory of the experience of not having disposable income. So again, that's not saying they're a bad person, but it is harmful to the people around them who don't have the wealth that they now have. So to wrap back around to this point about good people, I don't think this makes anyone I'm thinking of, particularly in my life, a bad person, right? We're friends because I like them and I think they're generally a good person but it also does not make them a part of the solution. So I am vigorously opposed, both logically and ethically, to the idea that good or nice people having more money is somehow going to radically change the world. And that's not even getting into how fucked up the nonprofit world is. I was a professional grant writer and got pretty good at it, and the shit on the money-making innards of the nonprofit world is just sickening to me. But again, Part of the problem is that there are a lot of, quote, good people working in these nonprofits, so it's hard to just write off the whole thing as fucked. Hashtag not all nonprofits. P.S. I want to be clear. I am not saying to not become financially stable, etc. This year, I've been having some big freakouts in my personal life around money and what money means and the ethics of sales and the ethics of consumption in late stage capitalism. And I touch more on those in episodes 10 and 20, if you want to hear more about that. 
I'm also on a big personal finances kick right now, and I'm sharing a couple of resources from the AudioHDFlourishing.com resources blog about money. One is a video about the connection between complex PTSD and under-earning, which is really good. And one is an excellent book I'm finishing up called Get Good With Money by Tiffany Alice. I think it's possible to be responsible with or feel okay about money, no matter what your background. There are also a lot of fucked up systems that are sort of increasing in pitch in terms of making it hard to crawl out of the debt hole. I'm trying to find and share good resources about money because it's so important and there's so much out there that's just annoying and, in my opinion, ethically indefensible. And I am trying to keep this a mini episode, so I'm going to stop talking. Hopefully this is validating to some folks who also hate the standard phrases in white lady manifesting culture. Check out the show notes for those resources and take care. I'll talk to you soon.